Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Intersections Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. This is Justina, your host. I'm the founder of Intersections Match, the only matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on South Asian singles throughout North America. As a dating coach and matchmaker, I'm always interested in fresh perspectives from authors, researchers, and fellow experts to help me provide the best possible service to our clients. And I'm very excited to welcome author and relationship expert Lori Abella to our show today. I had the pleasure of meeting Lori at a matchmaking conference at which I spoke, and Lori is a multi-awarded international leader and motivational speaker, matchmaker, and an expert on soulmates co-author of two international best-selling books, Hot Mama on High Heels and Speaking Your Truth, and Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life, Lori is originally from Manila and now lives with her boyfriend in Chicago, where she helps thousands of expatriates find their soulmates using the law of attraction. On today's show, we'll be discussing Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Welcome to the show, Lori. Yes, thank you so much, Justina. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and I love the title to your book. So what led you to create Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life? Yes, you know, of course, like everybody wants to be sexy. No, I'm just joking. So the reason why we have we have to create this book is because uh, there are a lot of uh, women who are actually wondering how can they escape singlehood. So like this, mm-hmm. most of the time they're frustrated and happy and worried, you know, will they will they ever find somebody? And then like, you know, I know you have been, you know, matching a lot of people and you have helped a lot of people. So like, you know, book is just one of the avenues. And I believe also in the way that the matchmakers help people. So um, for this book, I have collaborated with um, experts who are um, either uh, matchmakers, dating coaches, uh, psychotherapists, personal coaches, because like I want to make sure that you know I cover everything which will help singles. Because like you know, as a woman, I want to help singles because I've been in that avenue of wondering how can I find love. I used to live in New York, <laughs> and I was there for eight years, and I was thinking like, oh my God, what's happening over here? It seems like you know there's no light at the end of the tunnel, like date after date, and then there's no, no connection happening. <laughs> Yeah, New York is an interesting place in that sense. Tell me, now, you think your book contains lots of sexy secrets, everything from, you know, how to attract love to red flags to online dating. And I'm wondering if you'll share just, you know, two or three of those sexy secrets with us, Um, two or three of the top secrets revealed in the book. Um, Could be on any of those topics, Um, how to attract love or red flags, online dating. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I know that uh, there are a lot of people who are um, finding, you know, uh, ways how can they be able to find somebody online because, of course, like that's sure. most popular nowadays. And so, like, you know, it all starts, of course, with um, how do you present yourself? <laughs> because, like, you know, sure. uh, obviously, like, you know, you cannot just be showing, you know, probably the best photo you have, but how do you communicate? Because the funny thing is that, you know, uh, People think that uh, just their beautiful face will bring them to where they want to be. And apparently it's not the case because, like, you know, I know that you as a matchmaker knows this, that it's not just the beautiful face which brings a person. It's also what's inside this person. So you have to be able to express whatever you are inside to that particular specific space wherever in the online um profile that you have and then um another thing that you know because like there are a lot of uh secrets over there but of course like one the one particular secret that i enjoy a lot is because like um as a woman we tend to be hanging out with all the other women who are also single and so like Mm -hmm. we never know that they are sabotaging our relationship for the future because like you know if they're always saying like oh there's no more good men out there or like they yeah. say like okay, uh, I, I you know how how come you can find love? I cannot find love, so I'm sure you won't be able. So like you know the negative thinking uh, rubs in you, and so like you know you want to segregate yourself from such kind of uh, people who is gonna lower your energy and bring you down and like make you hopeless. Oh, I think those are great points. Like I said, I completely agree in terms of the picture, in terms of um, you know your physical attraction certainly opens the doors and there's no question about that but if there's nothing sort of under the hood there you know i think commitment minded guys you know they're they want they want more than that and same with women but since we're we're just talking to the women here um so definitely substance is is very important to the commitment minded guys we run across and then in terms of what you just said it, you know, the negative thinking, I completely, it's so easy to kind of get swallowed up into the commiserating and getting together for drinks and kind of dishing on how guys and how they're jerks and how they're no good men. So I, wonderful. Okay, those are great tips. Um, so, you know, interestingly, as I understand, you've been focusing on uh, expatriates, expatriates in your work. And I would love for you to tell us what are the, you know, additional pressures, additional challenges involved for them in finding love. And um, and for our audience who's not clear in terms of how we define that work, to go ahead and share that um, in terms of in terms of the expats you work with. And tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Like for those people like uh, who doesn't even know that they're expatriate, these are the people who have moved over here from another country. So of course, like we yeah. already know that the United States is multi. Uh, so it's a melting pot of all those people who want to have greener pastures. And of course, like mm-hmm. when you come over here, you know, aiming for some work, you know, it's not only the thing that you have to be wondering about, like, you know, every aspect of your life is going to change. Like, you know, where do I live? Where do I find work? How do I find friends? And uh, evidently, you'll be wondering, like, oh, my God, how can I find somebody? So, of course, like, you know, you are learning everything and much more. Like, you know, thank God that, you know, uh, the your audience who are um, Southeast a- uh, Asians and uh, they are already speaking in English. Imagine, like, you know, the difficulty, like, if you, say, you don't even know how to speak English. Mm, so that's uh-huh. right. Yeah, and then, of course, like, you know, you're also wondering, like, um, what are their values? Are they going to be the same as mine? Obviously, like, you know, 
for some of us, you know, religion is one aspect of that. And then, of course, like, you know, if you are more open, then you have more chances. So, like, how can you challenge yourself, like, am I going to be that open? Yeah, yeah. So, like, there are too many things that, you know, are making things uh, rough for somebody who just moved from another uh, country. Of course, like, you know, it's a big different game if you are saying that you have moved over here when you were 12 years old. <laughs> Obviously, you have been adjusted. But sure. if you come, let's say you're already in your 30s or you're in your 40s, so it's a different thing. Like, you, you have, I'm sure you have come across people like that who are so um, scared because, like, you know, they don't know how the Americans feel about love and then, like, you know, uh, some of the Americans can be upfront. And if you are coming from an Asian background, more or less most of the time you're thinking like, oh, my God, how did they actually say that? Like, you know, we have mm-hmm. uh, become so modest if you're coming from Asia. Like, we don't even toot our horn. <laughs> And you know what else is so interesting about this is on one hand, it's, you know, what are they thinking? So the expat, you know, has that perspective of, you know, of that. And then it's how is the expat received, right, in terms of are people looking at that expat and saying, well, um, you know, making sort of preconceived notions, making assumptions about sort of what they might be thinking, what their values are, just based on the fact that they are an expat, which may or may not be true in terms of, right, so we all kind of have our walk around with these, like, ideas of what it means to come from a particular country or what values or, 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 you know, uh, what mindset someone might have. So that's sort of an additional challenge, right? So on the one hand, feeling all this, but on the other hand, not knowing how that you're being received by, by people, you know, in this country and that. I think that's a really interesting practice. I'm wondering, given those pressures, do you, um, do you have any recommendations of how, how your clients, how expats can alleviate, kind of mitigate these pressures a little bit? Okay, so of course, like uh, you have to start from scratch. If you, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, uh, you have to uh, go back to school because there's no school in learning these things. Sure. Unless you're trying to learn the English language, of course, there's a school for that. But the thing is that you have to do your own reading and catch up. Like, you know, how is the dating practices, particularly if you're looking for someone? Because, like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like. Probably you're thinking like, oh, you're already in a relationship, but for a man over here who is, uh, you know, a local, they think like, okay, we're just friends. So, like, you know, where do you draw the boundary? So, of course, for a woman Uh especially, they're scared. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, like, uh, I already call him my boyfriend, but he thinks like we're friends. And so, obviously, like, um, Mm -hmm. it's uh, scary, scary really for a lot of women. And then so... Uh, of course, um, you have to also befriend some American, I mean, uh, you know, the native ones who are locals over here in this country who can actually befriend you and tell you, like, you know, what's really happening. Because, like, you know, it's always nice to have a different point of view coming from somebody, who, somebody who's local and can explain to you, like, okay, this is what's happening. So, like, you're not in there yet, <laughs> but you're assuming you're already in there. And so it's also yeah. nice if you, let's say, yeah, it, it, it's also nice that say uh, you can probably like you know it's, it's just like a funny thing if I say like you watch TV but of course whatever sometimes you can see on TV sometimes that's the reality so that you will be able to learn what's the real thing going on around you and at the same time I think like um, you should always uh, find out um, 
where do you exactly stand? Because, like, you cannot just always be thinking, like, okay, I have to be modern. I have to be modern. But the thing is that uh, if you, if it's too difficult for you to bear whatever it's being presented to you, you have to draw your limits. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change yourself. Uh, the whole, you know, uh, aspect of your uh, being, because that's you. You have to remember. I remember, uh, you know, some friends, uh, you know, I also have European friends, and they say, say to me, like, oh, I don't want to lose my accent. I lose my identity. And, I, you know, yeah. some some yeah. people are actually attracted to your accent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a kind of unique, distinctive part. Well, just so, so how... Um, so this is sort of so in terms of expat. So you work with people from all different backgrounds, whether European, Asian, all different, um, coming from all different countries. Is that um, so for for now, people? like you know, I want to help those uh, expatriates. So it doesn't necessarily mean like you know they're just from Asia, but that's okay. for the dating coaching that I have. But for uh, the Matchmaking that I am uh, about to uh, launch, I am only focusing on um, Chinese, those people who are interested with Chinese women because I have a partner who is a Chinese guy, and that's what you you know agreed upon that we will be working on. So, of course, like um, I am welcoming mostly Asians because like I I understand you know how it is to be you know to be in that situation. Absolutely. That is fascinating. So can you tell me, based on your experience, and both personal as well as, you know, through your clients, what in particular for, um, let's say for a local who wants to pursue a relationship with an, with an Asian expat, um, what, um, any, any tips, any um, cultural insights, nuances you can share with, with uh, yeah, listeners who, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because like you, you have to remember that uh, all of these people who are uh, expatriates uh, usually hang out together. So let's say you have met somebody. Let's say at your office. That's so simple. Like you have met uh, somebody in your office, and you know this is not the person uh, who's necessarily for you. Maybe this person is the go-between. So what you can do is that you know, um, let's say this person is hosting a party at his or her house, then you go to that house. Just like you want to meet other people who are the friends. And then, like, you know, you have to remember that friends of friends are always good uh, prospects <laughs> because, like, you know, you sure. have already some, some, something in common. And then aside from that, like, you know, you can guarantee that this is a person that is reliable because uh, you already know that your friend is reliable. And then, like, you know, friends uh, usually hang out together if they have the same values. And then, of course, like, um, if um, – you can actually look at different uh, activities. Like, um, let's say you can look at the embassies. They usually have activities for locals because, of course, like they are trying to help other people from their country. So they usually host different events. And then, of course, if you're, you know, specifically looking for a particular country, then that's what you focus on. And of course, like um, there's always. Uh, the aspect of, especially for Asians, Asians likes eating. <laughs> and so let's <laughs> say you go to, let's go, you go to, a, you know, a, um, an Indian, let's say if we're talking about Indians, you go to an Indian uh, um, 
uh, trip because like usually there are a lot of Indian restaurants which are attached to each other, specifically let's say in uh, Chicago or let's say if you're specifically interested with Chinese, then you go to the Chinatown area. There are some areas as well, you know, of different backgrounds because that's the tendency to, you know, be together with other people in their country and enjoy whatever their lifestyle was, wherever they were. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That is that's just great. So tell me, um, you know, I was. You have a whole chapter where you have juicy secrets to dating for expats, and you have, gosh, you have quite a few. Like five secrets. You know, would you share with our listeners just the the fifth one? I think that would be something that our listeners would be interested in. That is, um, let things happen. And it's so interesting because you had mentioned before about how you have, you know, the, the women expats who are, you know. They might be seeing a guy, and he thinks they're friends, and she thinks he's her boyfriend. And, and so it's kind of an interesting segue into those let things happen secrets that you have here. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, because, like, you know, most of the time, um, especially uh, women, they're always thinking about, okay, um, maybe I have to do something. Maybe I have to do something. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you know, they're so scared. And so, like, you know, they're always thinking, like, maybe I have to do something. And then so sometimes it's pushing, pushing it so mm-hmm. hard that, you know, sure. men get scared. Like, I remember yeah. I have somebody that I talked to, and she said, like, okay, I want to move on forward. And, uh, you know, I really like you. And the funny thing is that they're still online dating. <laughs> they haven't met each other. And I said, like, my oh. God, that's the biggest no-no. Because, like, you know, she yeah. was, because they were just communicating in Skype. And I was thinking, like, Oh my God, she's just moving so fast forward. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. the, you know, the local will think like, oh, she's so pushy. We we haven't even met because like that's the interesting part about you know online dating. Let's say you haven't met. There's always a difference when you know you're already talking where you have already met, because like sure. you know. Obviously, like when you're talking to somebody in just uh, like a screen of a computer. This mm-hmm. is not really the, you know, the physical. There's a different component. <laughs> like you, 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 you cannot see yeah. and touch this person in a sense like they're hidden inside the computer. So it's different. So like, you know, what happened with that girl is the guy backed off and then he, she never had to see the guy even though they have already have intention to see each other. So I feel sorry Uh because, like, if I should have known that, you know, because she didn't tell me that's what happened. But, you know, I was just thinking, oh, my God. So, like, you know, just go with the flow because, like, you know, apparently the person who is for you will like you no matter what. You know, you don't even have to do something. So, you you know, sometimes you have to just be, like, you know, you know, sitting, relax, and not even thinking about it. Because, you know, the more that we're using our thinking uh, process, the more we're thinking, we're more worried. <laughs> so, you know, make, you know, just uh, sit back, relax, you know, and chill. Because sometimes, you know, when you are just relaxed and happy and, you know, enjoying everything, that's the time that the person shows up. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. it's unbelievable how things work. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that is so interesting. I think, you know, kind of getting attached to sort of an outcome immediately, like right away and thinking, and, you know, like you mentioned this example, I mean, it can get so, we can so easily, even in offline situations and especially online, where we kind of maybe we're communicating via phone or email, haven't met someone, and it's almost like a fantasy. We're just projecting, we could potentially just be projecting things on that person. So we can be, you know, and we can kind of get lulled into thinking we're in this relationship, and it can be pretty intense emotionally. So certainly that that is uh, the case. But the, you know, whether it's a relationship, sort of in quotes, that that you know, that is exactly, um, and then to put pressure on it on top of that. Um, well, great. Any, you know, I really appreciate your sharing your insights with us, Lori. And I'm wondering if there's any last thought, any uh, take home message that you'd like to leave our listeners with. Yeah, of course. Um, the first thing that, you know, uh, I usually tell people is that you have to believe because everything starts with the belief. If you believe that there's somebody out there for you, then you will be able to um, have this. Because, like, you know, I don't know how people uh, call their higher being or maybe the universe or God or mm-hmm. Allah, whatever they call. Like, sure, this person, sure. you know, whoever this higher being is listening to you. And they're like, you know, uh, the 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 higher purpose of um god or whatever is to make everybody happy so this one is going to show up for you you just have to you know just um do your own share of whatever you think is going to be uh, helping in that process. But, of course, like as I was saying, don't push too hard. Because, like, if you're pushing too hard, then, like, uh, you're focusing on what's missing in your life. If you're focused on what is missing in your life, the more that it will show up, it's not going to, you know, you won't be able to find this person. And you don't want that to happen because, like, your main purpose is in order to be happy and be able to, you know, share your happiness with uh, somebody. And so... um yeah, I, I want to make sure that, you know, there's always somebody for them. And then um, just chill, relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Lori. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you for coming on. And how can our listeners reach you if, if they'd like to um, find you, if they'd like to contact you in the future? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so they can reach me at my uh, couple of my websites. One is... Um, um, how can you find love dot com and uh, they can connect me. Uh, I have a contact page over there, and um, they can also reach me at my um, other website for if they're interested with Asian uh, Chinese women. So they can reach me at definitely mustloveaccents dot com. And then um, for those people who are listening over here and they want some dating coaching, of course, like any time that they say, like, I heard you from Justina, I am willing to give them 50% discount for my dating coaching uh, sessions because, you know, um, whoever are your friends are my friends. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thank you. You know, I'm going to put you on the hook for a second because I want to, before I let you go, I just want to, speaking of preconceived notions, I'm just curious. Um, what, if any, um, are there any preconceived notions as to, you know, Indians or South Asians from the Asian, from the Southeast Asian perspective, you know, Chinese or Korean or Filipino, um, any, you know, any sort of notions as to, you know, expectations of someone based on being Indian or South Asian? Thank you so much for asking. Thank you, thank you, thank you for asking me that. Because, like, you know, it's interesting because I have a lot of Southeast uh, 
uh, Indian uh, friends, and they are all very okay. nice. Yeah. And this is the funny thing because, like, I just learned that the uh, Southeast Indian women also wants to marry the Southeast Indian man. So it means that they value the man highly because they know that they're gonna be able to do their job and then, like, you know, support their family and love them. That's the biggest thing that I understand about Southeast Indian men from what I heard from the women who are Southeast Indian. So, like, and, of course, that's so interesting. It's not only the Southeast Indian men who likes, I mean, the women who likes the Southeast Indian um, <laughs> men. It's also the, you know, Eastern European. And I was thinking, like, oh, wow, how cool is that? So, you know, the, the men, I, I have high regard for them. I was thinking, like, oh, wow, they're so cool. Interesting. So kind of sort of the family values aspect and the, and the, oh, that is so interesting. Well, then let me ask you, what about the, um, any, any sort of, uh, notions or any, um, sort of any assumptions or notions that you think people might be making about Indian women or, uh, whether they're born and raised here or from India, it doesn't matter, um, which is of Indian descent or, Maybe yeah, not. you know, from what I curious. from what I heard from from what I heard is that of course, like you know, once you have been divorced, you know, people look at you mm-hmm. differently. Uh, from from okay. from what I heard about it, but of course, like sure. you know, that's the good thing about moving to another country because, like you know, all of those preconce- uh, preconceived notions is going to be vanishing because, like you know, over here, yeah. divorce is yeah. just normal. So, like, you know, there's hope for every woman who have been divorced, and especially if they're Southeast Indian. They don't even have to think about the the past because, like, obviously the past doesn't define you because, like, you know, Absolutely. whatever you do in the yeah. future is the one which will make you different. And then, like, you know, uh, I also believe that, you know what, um, especially with your education because, like, you know, uh, the, the, the Southeast Indian um, women, va- I mean, everybody values education so like you know that will take you further you know as compared to the you know probably those people who even uh even didn't even think about like pursuing further their education so like that's what i like about you know the people in your country they're like you know naturally like you know happy even though uh, you can see that you know in the movies the Bollywood movies even though uh, in this reality even even though that you know they can be you know not earning a lot of money they're happy and they always have the values in them like you know we will you know make it and then I remember a movie that I've I've seen that the guy was always saying like you know um all is well and I was thinking, mm. oh, my God, that's really a reality because everything is well. Everything is made all well. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you might have bumps over here, but everything's going to be well. That is, yeah, that mindset really, really is well-serving. And, yeah, you know, sort of going back to what you said, you know, kind of what you're focusing on expands. So if you are kind of having that belief and faith and focusing on everything that actually is going well, yeah, then that's sort of expanding there as opposed to, so no, I'll go full circle. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Um, thank you for being on. Really, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, my and, honor, uh, my honor. And so, like, you know, I appreciate it. And then, like, uh, of course, like, you know, uh, the as I was saying, the Southeast A- A- uh, Indians are close to my heart because I have friends who are from there and they're very nice to me. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Well, now, and everyone out there, in case you joined us late and would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Appreciate you hanging out with us, and make sure to join us for next month's show. Good night, everyone. <laughs>